Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Paradigm 132 Podcast, and I am your humble and gracious host, Rashad Horn. And on today's episode, I want to I want to invoke thought today, right? I want to invoke thought. I was having a well. Let me let me rewind. I was having a debate on a sports forum. And the debate was we were talking about coaches and their resumes. So for the audience who may not be sports fans or sports enthusiasts, especially at the collegiate level, right? You can be, you know, I know a lot of people are sports fans and they are more fans of the professional game more so than the collegiate level right so one of the things that we were talking about on this particular board when we were debating the accomplishment and the resumes of these particular coaches and we're, and we're speaking about football is we ask about okay well who did they develop right who did they develop who did they take when they recruited them to said university did they develop them? Did they come in as a highly rated player? And when they left, were they regarded as such at the NFL level? So we were having this discussion, right? And <laughs> my wife, she doesn't, she doesn't really like listening to me go on and on about football, <laughs> amongst other things. She'll tolerate she'll tolerate these type of discussions that, that I have on the podcast, but she always tells me, well, I, I don't really understand what you're talking about. You know, you, you, you break it down, but it goes in one ear and out the other because it's not something that I'm going to focus on. Right. So we got on the subject of talking about teachers, right? And so one of the biggest things that teachers speak about is a lack of teacher pay, right? A lack of teacher pay. And I was telling my wife that Nick Saban, uh, head coach for the University of Alabama football team, he's making either 9.5 or around $10 million per year. Now, due, based on state law, the university, last I did some research on, the university could only pay him a max of $200,000 and the rest of his salary comes from alumni and boosters. They they are the ones that, that pay his salary because the school is only obligated to pay a certain percentage of said salary. And so she told me, Nick Saban don't deserve that. I don't care how many games he won. And for the first time, it made me do a crossover for a second. I said, wait a minute, right? You have a head football coach who, by and large, is in control of 100, maybe 110 kids when you you include walk-ons that are not scholarship players because I believe you have 75 Scholarship players, or maybe it's 85. 
maybe 75, right? I, I don't, the, the technicals, I'm not too big on the technicals, right? And so I told, and so I stopped and I thought, and I said, wait a minute, Nick Saban is getting paid $10 million per year for winning games, making sure his players don't embarrass the team or the university, graduation rates, and is regarded as the head coach of the most dominant college football dynasty of all time with multiple NFL draft picks to boot. And I asked my wife, I said, why don't teachers have that same authority? Why don't, why don't teachers have that same leeway, for lack of a better word? I don't have the same leeway. And she was like, what do you mean? I said, well, this is what I mean. Teachers from a a formal setting, you know, speak about a lack of pay. And I told my wife, I said, you can look around and everyone is not legitimate. You know, I understand that. But you have multiple people who, whether they're doing podcasts whether they're offering consult um, consultations, whether they're teaching you about a certain skill set that can make you more money, they are teachers. They're not saying that they're underpaid, right? So obviously we have the, the teacher union and stuff like that, the teacher union and, and all that stuff like that. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I want to get into that particular discussion um, about it, especially when I only have one source that is giving me information or that I've read that has actually spoken about or addressed a teacher union um, being a hindrance to teachers actually making more money. But I told my wife this. I said, well, say, for instance, you have a a teacher, right? And, and good teachers are, are acknowledged. Good teachers are giving awards and, and, and things like that. But I said, what if they were incentivized, right? And and obviously, of course, when you incentivize certain things, sometimes individuals find ways to cheat the system. They find ways to manipulate the system. But I said, if you look at it from a standpoint, um, like a collegiate coach, you have a, a a teacher, and she has he or she, and I'm and I'm so used to saying she because they um, women make up the vast majority of, of teachers, but we'll just say he or she, or they, um, for the other group. Say, for instance, they have students that look at them and say, hey, that was the most impactful teacher in my life, right? That particular teacher is the teacher that motivated me the most and made sure that I went to college and I graduated and I went off to be successful. And a teacher could leave their job and go to another school and say, similar to a head coach, because, well, not just a head coach, but a, but, a, but a collegiate coach in general, right? Where a collegiate coach in general 
from and we're speaking from a fan perspective, not necessarily administrative perspective, just to kind of go back a little ways to the conversation and debate that I was enlightening you about in reference to the debate that we were having about resumes and who said coach developed and got them to the next level. So if you have a teacher that can go to a school and say, well, hey, look, my teaching is the reason that this particular student ended up becoming an engineer or ended up becoming an entrepreneur or did all these particular great things like this. And they credit me for that. Now, obviously, you can't necessarily prove that for a fact because unlike a coach, a teacher is only responsible, especially like in high school and obviously when you start getting to upper levels of of school aside from kindergarten, first and second grade, Obviously, you start getting more teachers, right? So you 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 have a bigger pot to split. But if there was a way that teachers could actually prove this, similar to the way that collegiate coaches can say, hey, I coached this player to get to the NFL. I coached that player to get to the NFL. I coached that player to be a a first-team all-conference. All All these particular accolades that are bestowed upon collegiate athletes. What if you had teachers that that could go in and negotiate contracts and say that, hey, I am the reason that these particular students right here, and you can look these particular students up. They have LinkedIn profiles. They have all these particular different things right here. What if teachers could do that right what if teachers could do that and I told my wife I said I think one of the things that is a hindrance right for a lot of teachers that say that that that, that pay is, is not good I don't necessarily believe that that is the sentiment shared by each and every teacher. It's not the same sentiment. Even if I exclude the teachers that I spoke about that do the one-on-one consultations, the one that teach people, you know, certain skill sets, whether it's stock investing, stock options, real estate, you know, a multitude of other different things that, that they can do, um, you know, utilizing your credit, and, you know, just, just all these particular different things like this, right? And you have teachers that work in private settings, teachers that work in the charter and magnet settings, that I don't think that money that they're paid is an issue. I believe this is a public school issue. And I think the the, the issue, which I think is the issue kind of like with certain colleges, is that capitalism is what's keeping them going, right? Um, There are multiple school districts that, well, not school districts, like entire districts, but there are schools that have simply closed down. There are multiple abandoned buildings of schools. There are colleges that have closed down. I did a previous podcast noting that the damage um, that the pandemic did 
to a lot of colleges that are no longer going to be open that 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 sped up something that was already in the works and the same thing is happening in the public school sector but the thing about it is is that a good teacher in a poor setting is punished for the overall health of the school. I can't speak for other states. I can't speak for other areas. I know that in Mississippi, schools are, are graded on a, a letter scale. You get an A, you get a B, you get a C, you get a D, you get an F. You get an F, multiple Fs, then the state comes in. The state comes in, takes over, they trim the fat, and they try to get the school back up to proficiency or get it back up to a basic level where they can where they can step back. And in a lot of these schools you're gonna have those particular teachers. You're gonna have the situations where teachers are forced to teach students that they don't necessarily, you know, want to teach or or don't need to teach. And I saw something recently where there was a particular school district that to combat teacher shortage, they were just saying they were allowing for cafeteria workers, bus drivers, and others to step in and fill those particular roles. And all they needed was a high school diploma. So... Those particular children in those particular settings, it's not beneficial to them whatsoever. And that's not beneficial. And also, when you're lowering the expectations or lowering the standards to get teachers, obviously the pay has to go down as well. Because everyone everyone wants to get a bargain. You know, everybody wants to save some money, right? And I just was I just was thinking. I said, "Man, if 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 teachers individual teachers had the ability to to do stuff like that because students can identify who the good teacher is. I know in college, you know, one of the things was is like, "Hey, if you had a friend and y'all were majoring in, in, in one of the same things or there was a basic course that you had to take and they may have taken it and they say, well, hey, who should I take? And they say, hey, don't take such and such. They, they're bad. They're, they're not good. And they're going to flock to the good teacher. But the good teacher can only have so many students in said class and some students are going to end up going over to the other teacher. Right. So even at the collegiate level, still, when we reference it same way with college coaches, college students can pick and choose who it is that they want to be their teacher. However, at the high school level, students don't get to do that. And students, again, are subjected to bad teachers. And another issue that I think that is a problem, again, is that you do have teachers who understand the material but do not have the ability to disseminate the material 
in an understandable fashion so that the students can learn from that. So again, that also impacts, I feel like, teacher pay um, in many regards, in many particular aspects as well, not just to point the finger at one sole particular thing. And so it's, it's, it's kind of like when people speak about police training, the police academy and, and things like that. And I don't I don't necessarily see like a national outcry the same way that I do for teachers. Like people donate money to police unions and, and stuff like that to retrain officers so they can understand conflict resolution instead of getting to the scene of a crime and then misinterpreting a situation and it turning violent. I don't see so many things that are are, are doing the same thing for teaching. Right? I don't I don't see a lot of those particular things saying, well hey, we need better teachers. We need better preparation for teachers. All we hear is that teachers are underpaid and I don't feel like other people take time to put particular variables. But again, I don't want to turn this conver- I don't want to turn this particular conversation um in that particular direction. But as as I'm talking about it, obviously the 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 thoughts <laughs> are coming to my mind in that particular you know, drifting more so into that particular direction, but you know, I want to pull the conversation back to the subject matter at hand that Teachers, individual teachers, should have the ability to negotiate certain things like that. Any other field or any other thing like that, you have the ability to negotiate, you know, your worth. Now, obviously, I understand that teachers have a, a scale, I believe, where, you know, obviously you be, you're, you're at a school for a set amount of time and and teachers are also you know they do have uh, a sense of accountability in many aspects because I remember when I was in high school one of my favorite teachers she ended up losing her job because it was noted that the students that were in her class we're not doing so well on the state issued or or the standardized history test, which she was a history teacher. And another history teacher, by comparison, her students were doing better. So she ended up, you know, losing her job for that. And I, I thought she was a, a good teacher. But the thing of it is, is that the other teacher was more of a, as a person says, like a, a people person, you know, a lot more lax, a lot more, you know, laid back in many aspects. And I remember in school, we would often speak with kids that were in the other teacher's class and some of the things that she was doing to get her students prepared. And we would ask our teacher, well, why can't we do that? And she was just, she would be not, not angrily or just being against it, but she would be like, that's not my style, right? And so that didn't resonate with a lot of students, right? Because I, but I learned a lot in all of the classes that she had that I was 
a student or a pupil in, right? And still to this day, you know, she was one of my favorite teachers still to this particular day. And so <laughs> maybe I, maybe, you know, kind of thinking back on it because I, I, I mean, I'm just, I didn't write anything down for this particular podcast because I'm just kind of, this is kind of a, a freestyle uh, in many aspects, but my thoughts are together. And I said, man, maybe if it was a situation where before y'all got to that particular point, you could have got some students together, myself included, and went to bat and said, wait a minute, no, 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 no. We got to understand that just because her students in the other class are passing at a higher level doesn't necessarily mean she's a better teacher. It doesn't mean that. Let's look at the the grades and the all the other variables and let's compare the students. And I think that would open the door more so to what's really going on versus just saying that she was the issue. But also you know, just being a little bit more transparent about the information that I received. And again, this is <laughs> it's like 14 years old, you know, but just talking about this particular subject, it, it prompted me to think about this. And I'm sorry if you hear some noise in the background. I'm not in my office recording, but it was some other things that were going on um, with her that I think the district just didn't like. And so once the results of this particular test came in, I think that was just that was enough for them to say, you know what, you're already a headache in many regards. And then we get the the, the result back in a larger percentage of the students in your class are not passing versus the other teacher. And, you know, but I feel like maybe if we could have went the bat for her. He said, "Wait a minute! No, 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 no. Let's 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 really look at this. You know, in a you know, in a completely different manner, because going back to the coaching thing, right? There are instances in which universities make coaching changes. They fire coaches, and student athletes have the ability to go to bat for a coach that is on staff and say, "Hey, no, 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 no." Instead of doing a search where I already have a familiarity with a coach that's on staff, let them get the job. There's no need to do this. We, we'll go through a brick wall for this particular person and stuff like this. And so I just I just listen, you know, just comparing the, the two events. I just thought it was just something that, that is quite stunning um, in many regards. You know, when you think about that, because. Because, again, like I said, you know, you, you can't <laughs> necessarily prove that one teacher. You can because I've heard multiple interviews with people, and sometimes they'll get to that question and they'll say, hey, well, was there a teacher that you could recollect that did something for you? And, 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 and the person will say, oh, yeah, Mr., Mr., Mrs. Such and Such or Mr. Such and Such, if it wasn't for them, you know. And so I think that. It's a lot of stories like that. And I think that those particular teachers, even though they may not have they may not have the same tenure as some older teachers, 
they should be able to have the ability to allow for students or they should be able to have a recollection of students that said, yeah, that particular person may impact on my particular life. And yeah, I think my testimony or my development in reference to going back to a coach, my development can be attributed to him or her helping me cross that particular bridge that I was afraid to cross. And I feel like that's, that that could be a way that potentially could, you know, increase teacher pay uh, in many particular aspects, in many particular regards. But obviously, of course, this when you get, <laughs> you know, envious uh, co-workers and, and, and stuff like that and people that are end up becoming, you know, envious of you, you know, um, and upset and angry because students don't look at them the same way. But like I said, in the collegiate ranks, those particular things happen all the time, you know. But obviously, these particular coaches are separated by schools. They're not within the same school or whatever like that. So, you know, it, it becomes a different thing. But I just, I just thought about that when I was having a debate. And I don't even know why uh, teacher pay was on my mind, but it may have been because I was listening to something earlier that day and I stopped and I was I was I stopped for a moment because I was listening and my mind kind of stopped because I was like, wait a minute, this particular person is talking about a course that they teach, but you're not a teacher in the traditional sense. You're a teacher in the sense of a person that is teaching someone or giving someone a almost like a, a syllabus of things that, hey, this is what you're going to learn in this particular course, but, you know, you're not in an accredited university or an accredited school or anything. You're just allowing for, you know, regular average individuals who feel that this, that this particular person has the ability to teach me something that I didn't know or sharpen me up on something that I did know and actually helped get me across the finish line or across the bridge, similar to that said particular teacher. And those teachers who are not in the formal realm have the ability to, based on the amount of impact that they have on people's lives, then they get the ability to set a salary and set things that they want to do. So I just think that good teachers should be able to fall back on uh, star pupils of theirs that have gone on to do great things. And it doesn't necessarily have to be um, a person that ended up becoming a, um, a neurosurgeon or something like that, because it could be something as simple as, you know, if it wasn't for this particular teacher believing in me, I wouldn't have finished, you know, school. I, I was on the verge of dropping out. But going to their class every day, you know, gave me something to work towards. And that person said some things to me that, you know, made me change my outlook on the rest of my classes, right? And I feel like teachers should have that particular opportunity, you know, obviously. But again, you know, you got the teaching union and stuff like that. So, but again, that's another conversation for another day. But anyway, that is another episode of the Paradigm 132 podcast. I will be back to you again next week. Peace.